Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Join us for a journey as we go back to the great civilizations of the past. Who were the people? What were they like? How did they begin? And how did they end? Let's find out on episode 85 of the Fan of History podcast. Ea Nasir. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm the fan of history, and with me is another fan of history. It's Alba. Hi, Alba. Hey, Tom. Hi. <laughs> um, she is the first Swedish co-host on this show, so now we'll be using Swinglish everywhere. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is a one-off episode. We got this idea, and we have uh, we have done some work on some Swedish podcasts earlier, like Is Folket and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we start, I wanted to ask you about your interest for history. What's your favorite periods? I mean, right now it's probably Regency, so early 1800s. Oh. Uh, I'm doing some reenactment or mostly, you know, partying dressed up. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really fascinated by all of it. Yeah. What, what kind of um, uh, clothes do they wear in that period? Uh, sort of Regency clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even. Yeah, the English I, terms for the clothes are like... <laughs> no, I know. Um, I know them all. But I, yeah. I'm, to I, be honest, I, I don't trust you to understand my description of clothes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry. But do you trust the listeners? <laughs> I trust them to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, the thing we're going to talk about today is the earliest known written complaint in world history. This is way earlier than uh, the periods we've covered in the main narrative on this podcast. We've been to 200,000 BC, but this is from 1750 BC 
It is a clay tablet and it's from Babylon. Babylon before the Dark Ages when they still wrote everything down. <laughs> and the tablet itself is a complaint to a merchant named Ia Nasir. Would you pronounce it like that in English? I have no uh, idea. I think in my head it's Ea Nasir, but I haven't really looked it up or anything. Okay. Ea Nasir. Uh, that sounds more Babylonian. Let's go with that. And the complaint is to this merchant from a customer named Nani. It's written in cuneiform and it is uh, believed to be the oldest, uh, the oldest complaint letter ever written. And it's currently kept in the British Museum. So um, the, the background to the whole thing is that Ianasir traveled to the Persian Gulf to buy copper and returned to sell it in Mesopotamia. On one particular occasion, he had agreed to sell copper ingots to this Nani dude. Nani sent his servant with the money to complete the transaction. So he left the money, got the copper, the servant returned with the copper, but it was substandard copper. And not accepted. Remember, we don't have any money at this point. So you, uh, it's no coins. Some sort. I don't know what the payment was. You didn't have money yet. No, money is an invention of the like seventh century BC. I wonder what he paid with. Probably yeah. something else valuable. Yeah. Uh, but this was not the copper that was supposed to be delivered. So in response, Nani wrote this cuneiform letter for delivery to Enasir. Inscribed on it is a complaint about the copper ore delivery, its incorrect grade, and issues with another delivery. He also complained that, complained that this servant uh, who handled the transaction had been treated rudely. He stated at the time of writing he had not accepted the copper, but he had paid for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tablet itself is very small. I'm surprised that this text actually fits on the tablet. Yeah, it seems to be a very versatile like written language. It is incredibly difficult to learn. You have to spend your entire life learning to write this. My sudden dream of learning it just <laughs> died again. <laughs> yeah, they have like, specific scribes that have been taught from birth <laughs> to yeah. read and write this. Uh, but the tablet is only 11.6 centimeters high, 5 centimeters wide, and 2.6 centimeters thick. That's sort of like phone, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, sort of, yeah. Ah, but it has this enormous wall of complaining text. And now I will give you the honor to read the text itself. So this is the text of the actual tablet. Tell Ea Nasir. Nani sends the following message. When you came, you said to me as follows. I will give Gimil Sin, when he comes, fine quality copper ingots. You left them, but you did not do what you promised me. You put ingots, which were not good, before my messenger sits in, and said, if you want to take them, take them. If you do not want to take them, go away. What do you take me for, that you treat somebody like me with such contempt? I have seen as messengers, I have sent, sorry, I have sent as messengers, gentlemen like ourselves, to collect a bag with my money, deposited with you, but you have treated me with contempt by sending them back to me empty-handed several times, and that through enemy territory. Is there anyone among the merchants who trade with Telmun who has treated me in this way? 
you alone treat my messenger with contempt. On account of that one trifling mina of silver which I owe you, you feel free to speak to me in such a way while I have given to the palace on your behalf 1,080 pounds of copper, and Umi Abum has likewise given 1,080 pounds of copper, apart from what we both have written on the sealed tablet to be kept in the temple of Samas. How have you treated me for that copper? You have withheld my money bag from me in enemy territory. It is now up to you to restore my money to me in full. Take cognizance that from now on I will not accept here any copper from you that is not of fine quality. I shall from now on select and take the ingots individually in my own yard and I shall exercise, exercise against you my right of rejection because you have treated me with contempt. And this translation is by Leo Oppenheim in a, some work of his called The Letters from Mesopotamia. The tablet itself is in the British Museum since 1953. It was found in the ruins of Ur. But this gives us some insight in the Babylonian economy. We don't know where Nani is, right? No, I'm, I certainly don't, uh, at least. No. Uh, <laughs> finding it in Ur probably means that Enasir was in Ur. Yeah. And uh, we're talking pounds of copper, a thousand pounds of copper. And 80. Yeah. It's a ton of <laughs> copper. The, his, his pounds of copper plus this other guy's pounds of copper. That's, that's a ton of copper. And it seems that they are paying in silver. That's my interpretation. Yeah. And they say money here, but I don't know if that's... You said they didn't have money. I don't know if that's a translation thing or something. I think it's probably silver. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would guess. Yeah. Like some amount of One silver. One mina of silver. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it seems that they're using the Temple of Samas as some sort of intermediary for this transaction. Yeah. But I find the whole letter very mild, right? He's being treated like crap by Enasir <laughs> time and time again. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if probably it, it might be have some sort of... Uh like formal language when everything goes through scribes maybe you're a bit more formal i don't yes, know yes probably um but it, it's i think it's just amazing and who is Ian nasir who saved all these letters because yeah. we've only found them because he saved them yeah it, it's like someone i don't know printing out bad yelp reviews it's amazing i love it it's the whole you know people were people all along thing uh, yeah the, the thing with the, the clay tablets are, uh, is a lot, they, they are mostly, you can't reuse them mm-hmm. and they are sort of cool because they are hard to make. So they, uh, they have found uh, millions and millions of these things yeah. in, in Mesopotamia. Yeah. Uh, and they are, but most of them are much later than this. This yeah. is a very early uh, t- uh, tablet. So um, that's what we know. That's our only source for the real story. But an interesting thing <laughs> uh, is the world of fan fiction. And this letter has inspired fan fiction writers to go deeper into this subject in, in, in fiction and imagine stories about this nasty merchant <laughs> that are cheating people. Yeah. And you are pretty much into fan fiction. Yeah. I mean, transformative fiction in any way is 
really interesting. What does transformative fiction mean? Taking a piece of fiction and transforming it. Yeah. So fan fiction is the current version of it. But I mean, it's always been there. I mean, a lot of Shakespeare's uh, plays yeah. are transformative fiction. Of uh, Roman sources, right? Yes, exactly. And folk tales and stuff. The, yeah. and, and then a lot of later literary books are transformative fiction on sh- uh, Shakespeare's plays. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's always been around and the sort of fan fiction published on the internet nowadays has a bit uh, lower status. Um. Really, it's, uh, no, it's, it's a fascinating phenomenon. Absolutely. I'm thinking of like Harry Potter fan fiction for some reason. Yeah, there's, I should have the numbers now because it's just staggering the amount of fan fiction stories that are written about Harry Potter. It's, it's in the millions. Uh, I believe you. Yeah. And for Ea Nasir, I found seven. Seven fan <laughs> seven fiction. Seven stories. stories. It's amazing. Uh, on the one side I've looked, there might be more out there. Yeah. Uh, Is this a thing for historic uh, uh, subjects as well? Oh, definitely. So there are fan fictions about Julius Caesar? And... Oh, definitely. I mean, Julius Caesar is also, I mean, been featured in other fiction yeah of course so of course there's fan fiction on him i mean there's fan fiction on the bible uh, <laughs> both both literary and and the sort of fan fiction on on the internet yeah uh type thing but this seems like a, a pretty narrow historical subject yeah and and this uh, these particular are mostly a part of a small challenge when you you intentionally pick a small source material or something that hasn't got a lot of fan fiction written about it and you write about it. But I've also read, and I think I've sent that to you, a wonderful... Do you know the Old Spice uh, advert? The Old Spice commercial with a dude who comes up and is like, I'm on a horse. This is what you, your man would smell like if he oh, was... Oh, yeah, yeah, now I remember. I've read In the Style of Beowulf... Okay. Perfect language. Uh, the language of Beowulf and uh, Old Spice commercial. Wow. It's, it's, it's just amazing because a lot of these people, I mean, they're, they're geeks, they're Harry Potter geeks, but they're also geeky for like the real things as well. Yeah. These are amazingly intelligent people and their capability for research just staggers me. So uh, where do you go if you want to see historic fanfiction? Uh, I mean, Archive of Our Own is a good place. Yeah. Uh, we'll put some link in the some links in the show notes. Yeah, and just I mean, Google it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Naked people is the worst that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, doing strange things to each other. And of course, there is even fanfiction um, about Ian Nasir and Nani resolving this. Uh, in a carnal way. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. We wanted to give you a couple of examples of the fan fiction about Enasir. And we'll start with me reading uh, a short story named uh, The Unsent Letter. Its writer is anonymous, so we can't credit the writer, but uh, that is what the writer intended. And uh, yes. So this is the story, The Unsent Letter. Nanny looked over the copper ingots one more time, 
hoping that by some miracle the substandard metal would miraculously have become the right grade when he inspected them again. No, the wet clay in his servant's hands took his angry slashes as he wrote. Sirs, said Sitsin with a hint of that mild amusement Nanny officially couldn't approve of and encouraged every. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code Listen at BlueNile.com for fifty dollars off. BlueNile.com code Listen. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Every day, you cannot send a tablet saying, Ea Nasir is a jackal bastard repeated 20 times. Ea Nasir is a jackal bastard. <laughs> yes, sir. And he treated you shamefully. Yes, sir. I have views about that. I know, sir. And I appreciate that you do. But if I may suggest, you should state those views more specifically. And without calling him a jackal bastard. Sitsin saw Nani's eyes gleam and added, or... A vulture's withered testicle. <laughs> you never know who will read this later. Nani threw up his hands. Fine. You always know best. Take this one back to be cleaned and bring me a fresh tablet. We can write something more diplomatic. Good idea, sir. He's still a jackal's bastard, though. Yes, sir. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's why the uh, letter turned out so diplomatic in the end. Yeah. And uh, the next one is pretty much the same setup. Uh, these are both like what would have gone on before the writing of this uh, uh, tablet that we've uh, that we've read to you. And this one is called "Return to Sender," uh, also by an anonymous writer who notes that it probably contains historical inaccuracies. Working with wiki level knowledge here, which I think is really cute. Uh, no, I, I really like the sort of disclaimers they put in. Yeah, right. So, Ianasir said this to you, Nani raved, pacing back and forth in the yard. These are the words he spoke to my honorable messenger. Sitsin did not answer, for he had related to his master several times already the words Ianasir had spoken to him today. Instead, he stretched his tired feet in the dust as he sat in the shade of the wall and watched Nani pace. Nanny paced so much, Sinsin thought, without much respect, that he might cover the entire distance to Eanasir's house and back himself several times in total, much as his faithful was, ha, much as his faithful servants had. After muttering to himself for several minutes, Nanny approached his servant again. 
And when he sent you away, without giving you the money bag I left with him, what was his manner? Describe it to me. Was he polite to you when he asked you to go? Or did he treat you with contempt? Ian Nasir was not, he admitted, for he was a trustworthy man and could not lie. Uh, very polite. He was not very polite to you. Nani threw up his hands and began shouting again. How could he not be polite to you? Are you not a respectable servant from a good house? Did you not ca carry faithfully the message from your master through enemy territory to the house of Ianasir? Sitsin sat up straight, sensing that his master's sympathy might be stirred on his behalf. I did. The territory I must cross is very dangerous to travelers, and it rained half the journey until I came here. It rained? And did Ianasir invite you into his house to dry yourself and rest? Well, he did let me rest beneath the trees in his courtyard, but only for a very short time. You see? You see? Only a short time. Ianasir. Who is he to treat my servant with such contempt? And after it had rained? I was quite tired. After making the journey through enemy territory, I was even chased once by a dog. A dog chased you? Nani was clearly dismayed. He was a good man to serve in truth. And after all this, still the dishonorable Ianasir treats you with contempt and sends you away empty-handed? So, must I return to Ianasir tomorrow? He asked, confident that he knew the answer to this question. Of course you must return to Ianasir tomorrow, Nani cried. The servant stared at his master. I must. And you must tell him. No, but there is too much I want to say to Ianasir. This will not work. You are a good and respectful servant, and this message to Ianasir must, of necessity, be delivered in the most direct and forceful manner if, he's, if he is to take heed. Sitsin was greatly cheered to hear this. Then you will make the journey yourself? No, no, that will not be necessary. I will tell you what I will do. I will have the message written in clay, and you will carry the tablet thus to Ianasir a put in, in his hands. That will be much better. He will read it, and he will know my mind, and that I am not one to treat with the contempt. Ianasir will then certainly give me back the money bag I left with him, and he will never again deliver to me copper ingots of such poor quality. Nanny nodded firmly. Yes, this is what I will do. Where is my scribe? Nani left the yard, calling for his scribe, while Sitsin sat morosely and hoped it would not rain tomorrow. Very good. <laughs> um, rain in uh, Mesopotamia is very rare. Mm -hmm. That I remembered. That uh, might be the slight historical... Uh, we don't know the distance between them. That's interesting. <laughs> it is, there is enemy territory, but is this like three bad blocks of street? Or is yeah. it a different city? State. Yeah, yeah, I really like that phrase, enemy territory. It's very evocative. Yeah, is this Nani living in Syria? <laughs> <laughs> Sending through Arab bandits or something? Well, that's, yeah. that's maybe anachronistic. But um, so we did uh, look at two, or you did look at two other longer stories. Yeah. But they're they a bit too long to, to uh, take in, in their entirety. At least that's what we decided. You might want to hear them. Uh, then you have to tell us what you think about this subject <laughs> of historic fanfiction. We could do more about this. <laughs> but uh, I will let you summarize the other two. Yeah, because I really want to talk a bit, especially about this one, which is called Say to Them by Mayhap. And we're going to put in a link, right? Yes. Um, we'll link to all these four. 
because whereas the other one was uh, they all even put in a note where this might be historical inaccurate this person really went off the deep end with the research and that's that's the sort of fascinating thing with fan fiction because it can lead you to in order to write better just research the crap out of stuff it's just amazing i've seen like notes on other fan fiction which is like okay so the actual book canon might be a bit weird here i don't even know but all the facts about eels are scientifically correct and people go really get really into uh, the research to make the stories as good as possible so this person by writing this learned a lot and has put in like a whole page of notes afterwards uh, with references to books and like places to study further and really go read it because it's a beautiful piece of writing uh, speaking about uh, five people coming to describe asking to have letters written that in one way or another relates to Ian Asir. So there's one person who's out at sea with him. And like, it's it's so beautifully written, really. It's, it's just amazing. Uh, and it's called Say to Them because uh, all the tablets, pretty much all the tablets, started with, so say to this and this person uh, because it's uh, supposed to be written by a scribe and then read by another scribe yeah so they always sort of address another person than the one who's reading it yeah that's logical because uh, no merchant could read it's just only the scribes no kings could read yes exactly and so uh so this this is uh, just a small snippet of the fan fiction um do you want to send a reply to nanny sharon sin asked of course I want to send a reply, Ian Nasir exclaimed. Why are you not already taking down my words? Do you think that I'm talking to you? I want to speak to Nanny. Sharum Sin reached for his wax tablet, which he had written on, and smoothed, it, smoothed again a thousand times before transferring the words to a clay tablet where they were fixed. As Ian Nasir paced the room, Sharum Sin wrote. And it's, it really paints the picture of this merchant striding about and just shouting words at the scribe uh, who yeah. takes them down as, and possibly translates them into a more proper form of address as well. Probably. Yeah. Sh- should I talk, talk about the last one right yes, now? Yes, please do. Uh, because the last one is also an amazing piece of writing um, where Nanny comes... Uh, okay, it's called Pay Me Baby, Treat Me Right by Tricatelar. And um, so Nanny comes to Ian Asir to complain in person. Yeah. And uh, they resolve matters. Uh, and Ian Asir distracts him with sex, basically. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. And my favourite part of it is, is the end, uh, which is written in the style of the tablets. So, excerpt from a tablet found in Ian Asir's storeroom. Incorrigible road. The gods of Marduk and Samas may keep you in good health, but it will not be on account of my prayers or good wishes. Do not think I have forgotten what you owe me. When we were together, you said, Later, my flower, it is ill-mannered to speak of business in the bedroom. 
and surely your inanna manifested in human form to please me in all ways a man can be pleased. And by the gods, whatever you want shall be delivered to you if, you do not, if only you do not stop. And I did as you asked, but you did not do as you had promised. You did not go to retrieve the silver while I purchased figs and wine, but instead remained naked in your bed and distracted me upon my return. Why do you continue to treat me with such discourtesy and insolence, and after I ventured through enemy territory to see you? No other lover treats me with, me with such disrespect. Instead, they ply me with gifts and fine foods. How have you treated me in love? You have whispered sweet words, but given me nothing. Now it is up to you to make amends. In half a moon's time, I will be in the city of Ur, and you will come to me there and make amends, or I shall exercise against you my right of rejection, because you have not treated me as a lover should. <laughs> Beautifully written. It is. It Amazing. Is. And this is what I love about fan fiction as well, when they get the style of the original writing just perfectly right, like this one did, yeah. but twists it to, uh, like, another story. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to look into more historic fan fiction. <laughs> I will like, dig up all of it for you. <laughs> Great. Maybe you want to hear more about it too, listeners. Uh, also, <laughs> if you have ever written historic fan fiction, we want to see that. And if you ever have written fan of history fan fiction, send it um, in. <laughs> hey, well, this is not in our script. <laughs> or start doing it now. Oh, maybe. We, we do need content. So, um, Thank you, Alba. Thank you. Very nice to have you here. It was so much fun. I want to talk a bit about the future of the podcast. As, uh, as I said before, I... I'm in need of funding, so you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash fanohistory. I'm also in need of writing, so if you want to write scripts for the podcast, let me know. I do have two other guests, co-hosts coming up, so I guess I will be doing a rotating scheme of co-hosts and uh, subjects for the time being. I will not tell you what they will talk about because uh, nothing is written in stone yet. Or in clay. Or in clay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But if it was written in cuneiform on clay, we couldn't change it at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, The YouTube channel channel still lives and uh, all of my true crime YouTube channels have been banned by YouTube (laughs) because of all the murder. from earning any money but uh, the final history channel actually still gets uh, like five dollars ad revenue every month <laughs> so yes go go there and subscribe all the episodes are there and also all the original youtube shows i did back in the day and uh, you can help us also by giving us reviews on itunes uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Horning or on Instagram on Dan Horning. You have to put the umlaut of the O. Do you want the listeners of Fan of History to contact you, Alba? No. <laughs> <laughs> she has absolutely no contact information. <laughs> no, I lurk on the internet yeah. and they're always watching. <laughs> you, you can send uh, comments to the Fan of History Facebook if you want. And uh, that's about all we had this time. 
Thank you, Alba. Thank you, Ianasi and Nani, for your 3,786-year-old, 88-year-old conflict. And thank you, all the amazing fanfiction writers, because this was so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash fanofhistory. Just a dollar an episode would help us out. Thanks, and see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.